Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for a Bears podcast, and we're going to see if we can get through it without... I'm, i got some big news from uh, actor comedian Mike Pusateri. Hopefully he doesn't start crying, but it could happen. <laughs> so, Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, did you hear that the Bears traded Robert Quinn today for a fourth-round draft pick? I was very, very concerned about you when I heard this news. I know you must be broken up. Big play Bob who I just loathed the whole first year that they had him. And then last year, 18 and a half sacks. What was not to was pretty. He was pretty good. This year, uh, no sacks, eight tackles in seven yeah. games. Not, not too or good. No, I think it's sack. I think it's one sack. I think he had one sack. No, well, they And eight tackles. Yeah. Um, the Bears, do you know how much money they save on next year's salary cap by trading Robert oh, Quinn? I don't know how much. Eighteen million dollars. Oh. They went from one hundred and fifteen in available to one hundred thirty-three. Well, then that, Honestly, my friend, I wouldn't is have a been great sp- trade. if you had told me that the Bears traded Robert Quinn and a fourth-round draft pick to Philadelphia for, that? for nothing. I would have been like, "Hey, that's a pretty good trade." Mm-hmm. But he got I'm the fourth that. rounder. That's a great trade by Paul. Now, wow. if you're the Eagles and you put him on a defensive line, where they actually have to block the other guys. I'm sure yeah. he'll be a productive player. And they're yeah. going for the Super Bowl. This makes perfect sense for the Eagles. It's good so news what, for him. He's never won a playoff trade. game. Right. And um, so, yeah, it, it's a it's it's a win-win-win. It's a win for him. Yeah. It's a win for the Eagles. It's a win for the Bears. It's not a win for Roquan Smith, though, evidently. No. Roquan got the news during his press conference, started crying, had to cut the press conference short. Had to <laughs> 
So anyway, so the, yes, this is Point Sexualized Podcast. You can find this podcast. I don't know how you're listening to it if you didn't already find it, but if you didn't find it, this trip to puck upon it. The podcast, the subscription newsletter, and the fabulous Christmas is coming. It's to do all your Christmas shopping at the Pointless Exercise Shop. Oh, my. Now, there's no better time to buy the Bears Don't Suck You Do shirt than this week. <laughs> yep. Sold 11,000 of them at, on Monday night, right after the game. 11,000. 11, I sold 11,000 wow. shirts. That's pretty amazing. Or none. I can't remember. Or none. One of the two numbers. 11,000 or none. You know, when the numbers are that close, you can't be expected to know the exact number. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, uh, they can keep up on, uh, follow you and all of your goings on at MikePusateri.com. There we go. Common spelling. Very exciting. Common common spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you know, Mike is M-I-K-E, Pusateri is like it's normally spelled. Yeah, just like you would. So, yeah, so on Monday night, I settled in for another primetime Bears game. I had very low expectations. It was like, I'm going to watch the Manning Family Football Jamboree on ESPN2. Did you switch back and forth between the two? I or not. was it pretty solid? I stuck, I, okay. I stuck with the three-man booth of Peyton, Eli, and Barack Obama for the yeah. entire game. But I like how Obama basically called the Justin Fields touchdown run. He's like, uh, that's a touchdown, fellas. <laughs> or I believe that's a touchdown, fellas. I believe is what he said because they apparently yeah. weren't paying attention. And I thought, okay, well, this is all going to be bad. You know, they played not well against the the uh, Washington Commodes. The Commodes. Now they're playing the Patriots. were on a winning streak. Bears had never won a game in Foxborough. Um, they'd only won. They'd only beaten the Patriots once since 1985. Belichick and Hallis are tied for the record. Bill's going to break Hallis' record, and they're going to carry him off the field on their shoulders, and he's going to be just pumping because he gets so excited about that because that's that's so him. And then the Bears got up 10-0. Belichick had to change quarterbacks with the great Bailey Zappi. Patriots take the lead, and you think, all right, there it is. That was fun while it lasted. The Bears, after the second touchdown, just proceeded to kick the Patriots ass for the entire rest of the night on all three phases. It, it was the most enjoyable Bears game in years, really. I mean, it, it was. Really a, was. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, oh my god, look at the competence. Everywhere. Yeah. That's where, insane. Where did this come from? Uh, yeah. God knows where it came from. And can we can we repeat it on Sunday is the big question. Oh, no. No, 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 I'm not counting on that at all. No, <laughs> that's the that's the big. <laughs> of course not. This is going to be one of those. Do you remember when they beat the they beat the Patriots by 19 points? Do you remember that? No, you're like, no, no, that no, didn't no they didn't. They didn't. Do they that. did what? No, they really? They did? No, you're an idiot. No. Okay, well, both things can be true. I mean, I'm to the point now where I'm like, guys, you know, you're going to win too many games. You're going to end up you with like the, you're going to end up with like the 17th pick in the draft. We need like a we need a top 10 pick. Start yeah, losing. You're going to have to. And they're like, all right. <laughs> Poles is like, don't worry. I'm getting rid of Big Bob. That'll do it. Two more That'll wins tank tops. It. It will be Tanks. Tanks season resumes. But I believe it, it was uh, uh, Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football today making a case for the Bears to make the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> my God. A straight-faced case. He's like, and he was doing all the stuff. He's doing the, 
You know, they, they it was kind of miraculous that they somehow lost to Washington. They they dominated the game. They they just couldn't score from they get within like three yards of the end zone. They just couldn't score, so they should have won that game. Uh, they unleashed their this new like treat. Justin feels like he's Lamar Jackson offense, which is going to roll up thirty points a game every game now for the rest of the season. The schedule's relatively, you know, the schedule does get hard at the very end, but they could have enough win. I'm just looking at it like Pete, Pete, no, come on. Stop. I'd Stop. love to believe this, but even if it did, where, where would this be going? Yeah. And what do we go? Go ten and seven. Get blown out in the this first is, round of the playoffs. It's, yeah, it's just it's silly, but yeah. It's like no, I'm just happy that they. Uh, it just wasn't agony to watch them at the night game. Incredibly, so much fun, and it gave the it gave the Mannings a chance to actually kind of enjoy. You know, they're very complimentary of uh, of Fields, which I thought was great. Yep. They 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 made the point that they didn't use the, they didn't say he was the Sundance kid as I did, but they made the point about he's so much better when he's on the move. And I guess it turns out that uh, the Bears stole some some plays from the uh, the Ravens. Evidently, supposedly. Did you see this? Yes, supposedly. Although Luke Gessie claims they stole him long ago, like they, they've been in, they just haven't put him in as a package and, and run them yet. That's um, great. The, it's it is it's very counterintuitive though. Like I can I can understand why they would be hesitant to load up on a bunch of running plays for the quarterback, considering hmm. it's like okay now this we need this guy to be like ambulatory long term. Yeah, that is the downside of this. Is he's going to get killed. Here's the weird thing: he gets hit. He takes a far less big hits when he runs. I agree. At least he can control it. He can yeah. he can slide. He can dive. He can get out of bounds. They could. The, the other teams, of course, could still hit him late for some reason right. without getting penalized. We don't know why that happens, but, but yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's like not like I, he's going to get as the, as they like start running. Get, yeah, go ahead. I was just going. It's not like he's. It's not like he, you're right. He's not. It's not like he's going to get hit less standing in the pocket. He's probably going to get hit, and he's going to be standing there. He might get blindsided. He might not be able to brace himself. It very easily could get more damage done by remaining in the pocket. And, and as they started running more of those plays, he's just started to, like, see it. Like, okay, this, this you're not putting him at any greater risk than if you just dropped him back and had him try to pass. Yeah. So what the hell? Do it. Go nuts. And you could see it, and you saw his confidence build, and he was comfortable, and, you know, that's going to that's gonna, – help him too here's a weird here's a weird thing i honestly think this is part of it um so this was the great Nikhil harry revenge game he finally mm-hmm. you know his first bear game was a game against right. his old team the patriots and he played 40 snaps which you would be uh you might think he only played one because he only <laughs> caught one pass it's like oh Nikhil harry's playing yeah uh i believe pro football focus which you know take it with a grain of salt has Equinemius St. Brown rated as the best run-blocking wide receiver in the NFL this year. I believe I saw that today. Last okay. year, it was Nikhil Harry. So okay. when you have both of those dudes playing at the same time, you might be more confident. Like, okay, the safety's not going to come up untouched and obliterate our prize quarterback. Right, right. That may very well have something to do with it. Plus, I think uh, it was not a coincidence that they had the 11 days off. And it gave them, right, I think, a chance to go, all right, we're going to install. Remember this crap we ran twice in June? We're going to, we're putting this in for good. 
Yeah. And I think they were able then to to do more of a, an overhaul to an offense than you could typically do in a regular three days getting ready for a game. And it, You're talking about plays plays they ran in the summer, not the Remember This Crap podcast, just to clarify. For- <laughs> oh, I'm sure they sat and listened to the – I think George played them on the bus on the way over. He played the Patriots one that, that Mike Donahue and I just did. Right. Pumped it into the bus for sure. Yeah. There you go. And the guys are like, "Oh, this we yeah, we really we do need to beat the Patriots. It's embarrassing. We've only we haven't we've only beaten them once. Oh, that's that's we never won here ever. Even with Brian Urlacher and no, all those guys. No, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it for the remember this crap guys. See, there you go. So I think that had I think that had something to do with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Now they have six days right to prepare. So we'll see. Now how about this? The flu said today that one of those eleven days last week. It wasn't 11 days last week. They were still only seven right. days in the week. But in the 11 days they had to prepare, they devoted one entire day to the Cowboys. I saw that. I was. I, I actually said, caught Look, the we've got some extra Cowboys. time, and we're not going to have extra time on the other side of this. So today it's Cowboy Day, and they ran. They, which is a pretty good idea. That strikes me as incredibly smart. Uh, yeah, I, I do wonder if that's. I think he was asked this. I don't, I don't know if he answered, but it do do teams do that? Because that would seem to make a lot of sense. I kind of wonder if teams do that, like, on their real buy. Oh, like, yeah. Like, maybe get ready maybe get ready right. for the next two opponents. You know? Right. And then as you get closer to the game coming up, you focus just on that. Teams are confusing them. Right. Because you, know? you don't have, like, Roquan out there on Monday night going, where's Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. <laughs> it's the other team. What? Which two are we playing? They have right. silver helmets. I'm confused. Like, All right. By the way, Ezekiel Elliott will not be playing against the Bears. On Sunday. Oh, well, that's good. Um, Peyton told us before kickoff that the Bears had won the toss and were uh, receiving. <laughs> and then Cairo kicked off. And I just assumed that they won the toss and decided to kick. They were just going to kick both halves. <laughs> but they did get the, they did receive the ball in the second half. So oh, that yeah, must have been a mistake by somebody. Peyton, Peyton was wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably pissed. Some one of his Omaha production guys whispered the wrong thing into his headset, and now he's pissed. Right. That guy's fired. <laughs> Most crucial information of the night, and you got it wrong. Yeah. The um, the defense, other than the immediate uh, boost that any team's going to get when they go to Bailey Zappi. Oh, clearly, it's it's unquantifiable. Played really well, and. They, uh, for a team that doesn't give up any points in the second half, they literally didn't give up any points in the second half. They had a big zero to the Pats. It, it, it was seven it, games it, in, it was, so that's a real thing now. It was a shockingly competent performance. Yeah. Shockingly competent. Um, but it really makes you want. It really make, gets you anxious. So it's getting me anxious for Sunday. You know, anxious, excited. Well, anxious, they, oh God, we're going to get beat forty-four to nothing. And yeah, well, anxious like okay, is, has a corner been turned, or is this just the fluky thing with the mini buy and whatever? And they suck again. Oh no, we oh, suck no, again. They, they suck again. <laughs> I mean, that's always possible. These are the Bears. Every time yeah. you, they get your hopes up, they well, and now we're Bob, Qu- we're a Bob Quinless Bears too. Well, it could be the team is just so demoralized now that they. Defense might give up, might give up forty points. Just, oh, I just saw the, I just saw Ro- 
I just saw the Rook one leaving the uh, press conference. So he's clearly demoralized. So, yeah. yeah. Um, given the amount of tackles Robert has in a normal week, um, just pretend he's there. Yeah. We're not going to notice it. Yeah. Who, who's, who's, who on the team is going to step up and take that <laughs> one tackle? <laughs> got, a, oh, <laughs> got a lot. <laughs> we got big shoes to fill. How many, how many tackles in a game typically? Two, three? Uh, no. It's a few more than that. You know, 70 or so. Oh. Um, I don't even know who gets more playing time. Um, they kind of rotate anyway. Um, one guy who uh, is going to be very well rested is Mike Pennell Jr., who, uh, on Roquan's interception, just absolutely destroyed the Patriots lineman. The guy is uh, still concussed. The Pats are, pa- the Pats are pissed. Mm. Um, but he watched the replay of it, though. It didn't, didn't. It didn't look dirty to me. No, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was dirty. Um, like he didn't block well, they... the back. He didn't. They call it a blindside block, and he got the penalty, but. I mean, the guy is kind of milling around the middle of the field, turns and starts to run in Roquan's general direction. And Pennell has him lined up, and it's like, ooh, now I get to hit him. And yeah. just smoked him. So. I don't know if you saw this, too. Another another highlight in a, what was a uh, a bad play, but ended up being a good, a good highlight for the Bears. Justin's interception where the pass got tipped. Mm-hmm. Matthew Judon is the one who jumps up. Larry Borum is kind of blocking him. And uh, he jumps, and he tips the pass. And Tevin sees that he has jumped and isn't blocking. He doesn't have anybody to block. He just turns, and he just uh, he just nails him right out of midair. Just knocks him <laughs> right on his ass. And uh, my favorite uh, sports bar and quarterback analyst, J.T. O'Sullivan, uh, he broke it down on his little film study thing and basically said this, you want to you stop guys from jumping. That's how you do it. Just when they jump, the other guy knocks them on their ass, and they do it. find yeah. out right away that the hands don't go up as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tevin had another play where he um, like blocked a guy all the way to the sidelines again, just for fun. Right. Gotta like it. Yeah. So that was good. And then, um, so early in the game, the first two possessions, it was startling to see the offensive line like actually form a pocket around Justin Fields. Yeah. They did it repeatedly. It was like a literal horseshoe around Justin. <laughs> and then uh, then we saw Lucas Patrick on the poop cart, but he didn't right. have to poop. No, as far as we know. And our old buddy Sam Mustafer came trotting back out on the field. Yeah. And there was no pocket for a while, like for the next couple <laughs> of series. It was free-for-all once again. And then there was one play that ESPN showed repeatedly where Sam just kind of ran around the field. Yeah, it was kind of like, a, like one of those weebles sure, wobble. Yeah, not sure yeah. where he's going. He's he's heading. Kinda, I think, he thinks it's a screen pass, and it's not. And he just runs to the side. You know, he, he goes to set up, and there's nobody else there. And yeah, uh, but then they kind of they got their they got their shit together again eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the one play that Peyton got super excited about, it actually it it fit with the one where um, he, Justin threw the interception. Um, the 
Pats were getting the Pats' reaction to the Justin Fields schemed runs was to go with just one, bring an extra guy up in the box and only go with one safety. And then a couple of times they just they blitzed the safety, and they did that on the play where Fields got the pass tipped. Right, 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 right. And so now, it's, now it's the second quarter, and the Bears are right on about the twenty-five yard line, and they get in the exact same defense again. And Peyton sees it, and he sees that Fields sees it because Fields changes something. He stops everybody right. and Peyton gets super excited because he knows Justin knows what the defense is mm-hmm. and it was the one where they threw the screen pass to Herbert where Fields because he got the first pass batted down pump faked got the guy up in the air and then threw around Herbert it was a great pass yeah and then got it was. totally it was two guys late hits two guys with late hits no penalty not called right but Herbert catches it and if the field had been 400 yards long he would have scored a touchdown. yeah he's still running didn't right matter. But there was a fun moment in that, too, where Braxton Jones gets out, and he really doesn't have anybody to block, and he just sees the defensive back, and he just rolls the guy's ass right up the field. Just yes. runs over, just <laughs> hits him, and just sends him flying. You got to like that. Yeah, this is a different team. This was this was fun. This was great in all areas of the game. You're like, what? what? Wow. What I think what I might do on, on Sunday is, at noon, I might just rewatch the Patriots game. Probably a better idea. Just pretend they're just playing again. Look at this. They did it two weeks in a wow, row. This is amazing. You're like, Barry, two weeks in a row they did this. Yeah. Like, uh, she wouldn't notice. I could rewatch the game. She'd come walking through here and look and be like, why is it dark? And she'd just keep walking. Like, she wouldn't stop to really find out. Why is it dark there? And then off so she you should. You should put, you have more than one TV because you should put the Patriots on one TV. Oh, yeah. I have uh, I have to have the two TVs set up for all yeah. sports watching. Yeah. So- so maybe do that. And actually, if I sit back here at my desk in the basement, I can throw up another game on the monitor so I can keep an eye See? on three things. Like, you know, if there's when there were playoff baseball games at the same time, I'd have to sit back here so that I could right. see right. all of it in the fast By the way, media center. Tip of the cap to MLB for their brilliant uh, scheduling here. Uh, we've got like what the, the three months between the LCS games and the start of the World Series. What we can't move it up a couple days, fellas? No, Nothing? no they no. never. They they will not move World Series games. They, I mean, they are locked in. Um, it's like I've forgotten about it already. That seems like forever ago. The stupid LCS. We got two more days oh, before the, the Phillies game. fans won't let you forget it though. <laughs> but yeah, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night they finally start up again. Yeah, so they go Friday, Saturday, Sunday's off because of the NFL, yep. right? And then it's travel day. Month. Yeah, but it's no coincidence that the travel day is Sunday. Yeah. It's on the NFL day, <laughs> right? So then it must be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? And, and then, then Friday, Friday, Saturday? Friday, Saturday. So again, no no NFL. They avoid the NFL at all costs, except for Monday and Monday night. Except for Monday night. Yeah. So I don't know. Did they do an afternoon game that day? They probably do. Oh no, they don't do. They don't do World Series. Don't so. Nope. Everything's Fox mm. wants everything prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Um. But yeah, it's. Uh, and not only that, they had taken the travel day out of the NLCS because of the lockout. Lockout did screw things up. It yeah, things back. It did. Because I don't think they would. I don't think they typically would have started on the World Series on a Friday. They didn't with the Cubs. Um, right. Because that ended on a. Tuesday, right? Tuesday into Wednesday uh, was game seven. Wednesday was game seven, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was a Wednesday. What's the t-shirt? Yeah. The best. You're right. Yeah, it was, it was Wednesday. Week. Yeah. Right, because Monday was Monday was a day off because I was uh, I was hanging out with Bob Costas at O'Hare. Yeah. 
There you go. That's right. When I was flying to Vegas. He was flying to yeah. St. Louis or some shit. I don't know where he's going. This has to be the latest that the World Series has ever started, right? Like 28th of October. Yeah, it's got to be. I think everything got pushed back. But they, in order to cram the NLCS in, they um, they were going to play. They were literally going to play five games in a row if yeah. it had kept going. And then they were, ooh, who's going to have the advantage there? It's like, well, I'm. Because the... there was a rain out, too, wasn't there? Isn't that, wasn't that part of it? Didn't that eliminate one of the travel days or something? I don't remember. Did they have a rain out? No, they had. No. Well, you and Dave Brown could talk about that. I know it rained. Yeah, people are like, this is the Bears podcast. Stop. I'm... Yeah, sorry. We'll get back to it. The Bears finally won. You guys talked about the logistics of the World Series for five minutes. <laughs> And there's a little thing that says 30. You just hit that a few times on your podcast machine. Yeah. And they'll catch back so, up. It'll be fine. There you go. It's a well-rounded podcast. Yeah, for what you pay for this that. podcast. Yeah. Deal get, with it. You get It's worth every penny. Every penny. Um, but, yeah. Another really good sign for the Bears, and they've been better at that this year, was Fields had a pass down the sidelines to Cole Komet. Cole caught it kind of landed on his tush on purpose. You know, he was trying to make sure he mm-hmm. stayed in. And then Komet gets up, and he immediately does this, like, it looks like a first down signal, Like, but he's not, like, celebrating. He's yelling, right. and he's doing this thing, and apparently it's a signal, which basically is, I don't know if I was in bounds. We need to snap this fucking ball. And yeah, so they ran up the well. line, and they ran a play, and they gained six yards on it, and the Patriots didn't have time to review it. It wouldn't have mattered. He was in bounds. Right. Um. But good teams apparently have this, and if it's if 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 the play is relatively big play, and you know it's a first down. Snap the ball. You are no yeah. you are no disadvantage now. Just run a play. Just it's worth it. Just even if you lose a yard, take the first right. down. Exactly. And and you, there is no nobody has to like wonder what the play is. You're only they, you basically have like one play that you're going to run right. in this. And um, they yell out whatever it was, and they lined up and they gave it to Khalil Herbert and he gained six yards, and they just kept going. That Last was great. That was. That was great. That was That's what you want to under Nagy. That's they could never do. They never figure that out. And then even last year, how many times? I think it happened to Fields three times, right? Where he, like, he saw a defensive person jump. Mm-hmm. So he called for you know we're going deep. You know the thing Aaron Rodgers has made a living on, and right. I think he got intercepted like all three times, right? Because the wide receiver like didn't actually run. He just blindly <laughs> throws the ball down the field to just the defensive back. They seem to have eliminated that from the offense this year, too, which is kind of nice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. That's nice. Bears are now tied with the Packers. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. At three and four. Nope. Packers have the tiebreaker, of course. Though, they yeah, they do. So they're still technically in third place, but, right. but when okay. the Bears when the Bears get them in Soldiers Field. Um, They'll take care of that. Well, that's the other super fun fun part of this season. Just watching how how much the Packers suck. Yeah, they are bad. And how pissed off Aaron Rodgers is. Every week is pouty face Rodgers, which is my favorite Rodgers face. 
It's so much fun. I mean, we're still to the point in the season where I'm, I kind of look at it like, you know, kind of with like one eye, like, eh. I expect them to get get it together, go on a decent run, still make the playoffs. Um, but the last couple of weeks, especially, they just look bad. And there, there were like people who were le- like legitimately just like, oh, the commanders will beat them. Yeah. Like, oh, that won't be a problem. Especially, I, it really, I think, hurt them that Carson Wentz is out. Yeah. Because, I mean, Taylor Heineke is not exactly a great quarterback, but he, Carson does, like, three, sabotages his team, like, three times a game. Yeah. Taylor only did it once. <laughs> he threw it in a pick six. <laughs> They're up 10 to 7. You're like, ooh, here we go. And then he saw the pick six. And you're like, all right, that's it. There. And then they Packers didn't score, just like the Pats. The Patrick, Packers didn't score the rest of the game. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of that. That's great. Yeah, because nobody, nobody deserves it more than them. Yeah. And, and him and that fan base just screw them. Mm-hmm. Very happy to see them suck. You know, a lot was made of Belichick in the uh, the week he gave his press conference, and he always does this. He gives this kind of rambling thing where he he breaks down your, he breaks down the opponent, mm-hmm. and he talks about almost every player and every play. He talks about how, how wonderful what some things that every player does that is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. His his purpose is there is no motivational anything for the other team. Like right, right. Uh, so he's going on and on about the Bears and Justin Fields, and we're really worried about his running ability. You know, they they do get a lot of big plays, even though they don't always score on the big plays. They generate lots of big plays, and right, blah 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 blah. And you know, their defensive backs, those are young, athletic guys. They're starting to get more turnovers, blah blah blah. And everything he said was true. <laughs> the Bears, like, Much to Bears, his surprise, it's almost I'm like sure. the, maybe that's all Eberflus did was he like gave, handed that thing out to them, and they're yeah. like, oh. Yeah, I like this. I could. I'll yeah, do this. I would like to. Right. I would like to impress Coach Belichick by showing him that he's right. Yeah, here's what the greatest coach of all time said about you guys. So, go act like it. So, have you seen the thing now? You know, we all famously we saw Mac Jones slide and kick Jaquan Brisker right in the briskers. Right in the uh, yeah. <laughs> there, but there is a replay earlier in the game of him sliding, and he kicks. He takes a kick at another Bears defensive back. So apparently it's a thing that he does. Really? Like, this was not an oh. accident. He didn't just slide in and his leg got a little high. Like, he's a, right. a kicky little a, shit. He's a nut kicker, you're saying. He's yes. a ball sack. He's a ball sack. He's a ball buster, this guy. And um, But on that same drive after Jaquan got, took one in the newts, mm-hmm. uh, he made a spectacular interception. Yes, Leaping one hand, pulled it down, got his feet in bounds, and now there's this whole theory. On a slow motion replay, it looks as though the pass hit the guide wire on the that camera that ESPN has that hangs over the field. Yeah. Um, the NFL is saying it's bullshit. It just looks like it. Well, what what because is the NFL? Because the camera, ever. but the camera trails the play. It's not in front of, like. It's behind yeah, the ball. Would, it's not in front it of the ball. Sense. You can't right. hit it. Right. Um, and they slow it down, and you can see the wires, and you can see it. But the ball doesn't. The ball doesn't like dramatically change. You know, it doesn't like to start to like go end yeah. over end or whatever. But <clears throat> there's people in New England like, see that was that was a huge play because that wouldn't have been an interception, and Mech wouldn't have got benched, and we, the Patriots <laughs> would have won. It's like guys, they 
the Bears destroyed your team. It didn't matter. It was yeah, inevitable. It wasn't close. I mean, we don't get to and, say this much look. lately, but you were getting your ass kicked whether that ball hit that guide wire or not. And by the way, we're as surprised as you are. Right, more. <laughs> But we're it has surprise because we watch them every week, and we're like, "No, this is not. They no, they they can't keep this up." Yeah, and they did, which was fun. Right. Uh, Kyler Gordon also had a one-hand interception. Apparently, they're, they, yeah. they're practicing just one hand. They're getting cocky. They don't even need both. Right. So you have a jugs machine in his house too. He probably goes over to Mooney's and uses his. Yeah. But uh, so that was good. They. Uh, it's one of those games where you, there's not very many guys that didn't play well. Nothing really sticks out like, ooh, mm-hmm. maybe Sam. Maybe <laughs> poor Sam most for <laughs> Always but number he, 67. But he apparently, right you know, he at least, you know, they, they ran the ball well. They protected well enough. Um, one thing I was interested about, and earlier early in the game, Peyton and Eli were on it, and then I think A, Justin played better, and B, they were just kind of as amazed as us. Uh, but also I heard that there was one, there was a play where I was screaming for him to throw it away. Peyton was screaming for him to throw it away. Apparently Troy Aikman was screaming for him to throw it away. And he just doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, this, this seems like the easy thing to learn, which is right, right, right. second down, there's nothing there. Fine. He's like, uh-uh, I'll find somebody. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you don't need to get hit all the time. Every once in a while, be like, you know what? There's nobody there. I'm just going to throw this in the stands. I'm not going to get hit on this play, and we will learn live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took sure. one really bad sack, where, um, and JT O'Sullivan, um, where apps are half price on Tuesdays. He had a good <laughs> try, try. the Buffalo Wings. He had, a good, he had a good breakdown of this. Um, the the play is clearly designed for even even you know. Big football brains like JT, <laughs> it's indisputable. But also uh, guys like me could look at it. The Bears have uh, Equidemius split out to the left, and they have Cole come at uh, basically line up beside him. He's a little bit off the line. And there's two Patriot defensive backs over there. And Equidemius is going to run. Um, it's not really a post. It's kind of a quick, you know, it's, it's not a slant. He's going to go up the field a little bit, and then he's going to slant. And you could tell by looking at it that Equidemius is going to get in front of his cornerback. So the only thing you really have to read is the safety who's come down over Komet. If he decides he's going to take EQ, you throw it to Komet. And if he comes up on Komet, you throw it to Equidemius. Simple. Fields looks at it before the play. sees it. So he clearly sees what it is. He looks to the left. He takes the snap. And he bobbles the ball a little bit. He's, well, actually, he's not bobbling the ball. He's trying to find the laces. He's, like, spinning the ball in his hand, trying to find the laces. And he's looking at the middle of the field where there are no routes being run. <laughs> and by the time he gets back and gets set up and he looks, and he doesn't even look left first. He looks to the right, then he looks left. Uh, he probably could still make the pass to St. Brown. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't do it. He backs up even farther, and then he gets sacked. And now the Bears are out of field goal range. And you're like, what the hell? You know what he did on the next play? On third and 14? Scramble for 20 yards in the first down. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So um, every so quarterback is going to have plays during the game. They fuck up. I mean, you run 80 plays. Yes. 
you're always going to have some. Especially but, a second-year quarterback but, with a first-year offensive coordinator and uh, and all the things we've talked about. But if about, you can yeah, look at it be... one of two ways. You can look at it half empty, which is – that's an easy thing. You shouldn't fuck that up. Or, like me and Mr. Optimist, you look at it half yeah. full and you go, that's an easy one. He cleans that up. Don't worry about that. He's not going to screw that up again. So That's teachable. That's teachable. Yes. What you can't teach is the way Justin can run. What you can't teach is right. the way he can throw the he ball is... and his poise and all that. And he even in the, in the Commanders game when he wasn't playing well, but he he made enough plays that they should have won the game. He yeah, you're is, still right. He is In, very including often, the one that. Yeah, he's very often the best player on the field. When was the last time the no, Bears no. had a player that you could say that? Much less they've never had a quarterback. You could say that. Well, certainly offensive players have yeah. been. Yeah, right. They've had defensive players. They said, a, but, yeah, they, yeah, but offensive players, not a whole lot. Well, with that, well, you have to go back to Walter Payton. And then, and then it was Walter Payton every single game, granted. But. Walter, was the, he was the best player on the field and the only one on his own team that was worth a shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which, exactly. was, which was a problem for Walter for about the first <laughs> nine years of his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and another thing. There, um, I think I know I lose perspective on this. I don't know why. When you watch the game is I think I tend to forget just how big he is. You know, he's 6'3", oh, yeah. 235 pounds probably. Yeah, which is and probably bigger than that. But yeah. there are, so there are times, especially now when they, if you run these schemed up uh, run plays where a safety or a corner is going to have to be the guy that comes over, one of the Patriots corners at one point just kind of went, nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Somebody gonna, else tackle this guy. I'm not, not dealing with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I never look at him like, well, he's not small. But I think I forget sometimes that he's, you know, yeah. he's not 6'1". No, he is not. He, yeah. He's not Rex. I know he's not Rex because he's not, he's not bouncing to try to see over the lineman. <laughs> yeah, he's not Doug Flutie throwing the ball into the ass of his lineman. And I do now that we're into what, year four? Is this year five of the Baker Mayfield experience? I would like to apologize because when Baker was coming out, I said, I don't know why the Browns taking number one. He's Rex Grossman. I would like to apologize to Rex. Poor Rex. Yeah. I'm not apologizing to Baker because I no. was right. Apologizing right. to Rex because Baker's never going to quarterback a team to a Super Bowl. Rex No. Did. I did like his commercials. I thought he was, you know, Peyton He's, is the gold star quarterback yes. of, of commercial acting or, 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 or comedic acting, too, for quarterbacks. But Baker is pretty good. He is pretty good. He's pretty good. We got to give him that. Oh, he seems to have seems to have lost those those endorsements. Didn't seem to travel to Carolina. <laughs> you know, I don't see them quite as frequently on the NFL broadcasts. <laughs> and by not quite as frequently, I mean never, never. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Home Depot? Were those commercials he was doing where he was living in the stadium? I don't remember what they were for. I just remember that he. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. It was That's great. Not, it's not a sign of a good commercial. It's an entertaining commercial, but if you forget, you know. Like, yeah, I'll right. never forget, there was a commercial um, for the NFL that I once saw. Uh, and it was, was, uh, was at the Combine. And it was about, was I uh, it? It was about Leon Sandcastle. That's right. You okay, were right. Now, we knew what that was for. That was for the NFL. We saw you and we're like, oh, this is for the NFL. This is NFL. See, that's a scout. Look at that guy. Holy Look at shit. That guy, that guy right. looks like a scout. It's like Greg Gabriel with hair. That's what he yeah. looks like. <laughs> right. 
Right out of central casting. No, no doubts about this commercial. No, but yeah, what that but was about. Yeah, I can't remember made, what the, the Baker now? commercials were for now. That seems bad. I don't know. What was it for? Butternut bread. <laughs> I don't think that was it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Habs. Habs the beer refreshing. Yeah, the ad agency had an idea for a commercial, and then the next company that came in was getting it, no matter what. Even yeah. if it didn't apply. And it was, okay, so here's the, so all right, here's our thing. Baker Mayfield is uh, he's going to sell your product, and he's living at Cleveland uh, Cleveland Stadium, whatever it's called now. And right. the and so we're just going to have to make people believe that Baker really enjoys Kotex. <laughs> like, hey, I don't know, really? Do we? I don't yeah. think it fits. <laughs> right. Don't worry, we'll make it fit. <laughs> Um, ooh, how about this? The mm. Bears, the Bears had a twenty-seven yard punt return. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Now, Grant, so they changed punt returns, changed to Dante Pettis. Right. He did muffle punt. Yes. Yeah. He recovered it himself, though, which was the difference between him and Velas. That's good. Right. But so that's right. a that's a muffed punt in what three of the last four games? That sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know which one of the Adams, it was either Hogue or Johns, tweeted out. Maybe the Bears should just stop trying to catch the punts. And then I tweeted, "Well, call Ted Ginn Jr. Then Ted was <laughs> Ted had a good, Ted apparently had the right idea all those times he when did. he would get under the ball and then go nope and then just like run away from it and let it hit. Bears never lost the ball when he did that. No, they lost no, a lot of zero positions, But they always got the ball. So got to take credit for that. Always kept possession. Got to like that. I also thought that they ran an end around to Pettis and he ended up having to run out of bounds a little early because it looked as though he had pulled his hamstring. He was kind of dragging the leg. And he never came out of the game. No, he did not. I thought, oh, that's too bad. He finally is getting a decent role in the team and uh, it was 29 yards. Um, He caught one pass for two yards. Okay. He had one run for 29 and we caught one pass for two yards. Okay. Well, average it out. We'll, we'll take it. Yes, your uh, leading receiver in receptions was Equanimous. Mm-hmm. And for yards, it was Darnell Mooney. EQ had four receptions, and uh, Darnell had gained 53 yards. So they yeah. they spread it around. You would think it would have been more yeah, based, on, based on the game, but yeah. Let's see. Cole committed 32 yards. Nikhil Harry had 14. Um, Khalil Herbert had 25 on the touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nobody had more than 53. Um, so rushing, they had um, Fields led him with 82 yards on 14 carries. Herbert had... 62 yards on 12 carries, and David Montgomery had 62 yards on 15 carries. So it's pretty well distributed. Take that. So I was wondering about this. Fields um, has now rushed for... And I lost it. Because that's what I did. Has now rushed for 364 yards in seven games. But the last two games, he has run for 160, 170 yards. 
Okay. Will he rush for a thousand yards? Oof. In the seventeen game season, you only have to average about sixty yards a game mm-hmm. to rush mm-hmm. for a thousand yards. And right. so the first two weeks he didn't run much. Um twenty eight yards against the Niners, twenty yards against the Packers. Since then, forty seven, fifty two, forty seven, eighty eight, and eighty two. So, because of the first two weeks, he's got to pick it up a little to get on a 60-yard per game average. Right, but, uh, right. I think it's, I don't, I wouldn't say it's likely, it's certainly well, possible. It's possible. You know, the key is he's, well, he's got to stay healthy. Yes. Um, I believe, for the longest time, Bobby Douglas. <laughs> Douglas. In the modern era, I believe, because I, I would yeah. think, in the old days, they didn't know who the hell the quarterback was. Three Stooges would line up back there, and they'd just snap the ball to one of them, and they'd start running. Right. Um, but I believe Randall Cunningham broke Bobby Douglas's record. 1972, Bobby Douglas ran for 968 yards. Mm-hmm. And probably threw for 11. Four. <laughs> threw for... <laughs> 1,246 yards. Wow. <laughs> he, barely, he, he passed for three for less than 300 yards more than he ran for. Uh, um, great. He threw nine interceptions, or nine touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And uh, despite the averaging nine yards, or what is this? Six yards a carry? That's not right. The Bears won four games. So let's not, let's not replicate that part of it. Right. But I think right. there's a chance. It's it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the greater scheme of things, but uh, what else we got to look forward to? I guess. Nothing. Although according to Peter Schrager, playoff run. That's what we gotta look forward to. Yeah, well, see there you go. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be harder than it looks because Lamar Jackson's only done it twice. And once barely. 1,005 yeah. yards at 2020. He ran for 1,206 and 19, so he cleared it easily that year. But we'll see. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of damage on the body too. You would think as the season goes on, you'd be like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to quite run this one. Maybe I'll run out of bounds here after three, as opposed to trying to get six. Yeah, let's see. Lamar, 176 carries in 19 and 159 in 20. Then you factor in all the times you get hit while you're passing. Uh, that's a lot of hits. Yeah. But the 2019 season, I can kind of see why he was MVP. He threw for 3,000 yards. He led the league with 36 touchdowns, and he rushed for 1,200 yards. That's pretty good. It's not that's not bad. That's Shohei Otani-like, kind of, between rushing and passing. Basically. Yeah. So I guess we kind of have already looked ahead a little bit to the Cowboys. Yes. Um, but it is. What the, is our? What, what is our line? Uh, I did not see that. Right, right now. I, why would yeah. I ever want to do this before we start? <laughs> I heard what it was, and yeah, it's. So uh, the Bears were uh, by kickoff. They were eight and a half point underdogs to the Patriots. Right. This was a Bear team that had lost like nineteen in a row when they were f- underdogs by more than a touchdown. So here they have all that momentum. Best right. game they've played in years. The right. nation is a buzz about our Bears. 
Yes. Yes. They are nine and a half point underdogs <laughs> to the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. So, put that in your hat and smoke it. Mm. Um, it is the noon game, and Fox has a double header. However, this game is being beamed out to 75% of America. Oh, my. How it's exciting. basically another primetime game, except it's early. Right. Um, wow. Well, yeah. America's team and the Cowboys. So what is that, 10 o'clock out on the West Coast for you guys? 10 o'clock, I'll be just rolling out of bed. Perfect. It's Adam Amin, Daryl Johnston, and whoever else. I forget who their sideline reporter is. Moose again. Moose with Adam. I like Adam. Yeah, yeah we got to get Adam a better partner. Yeah. Moose. Maybe Stacey yeah. King can do the game with him. That'd be fun. Give him the hot sauce, yeah. That'd be great. But, yeah, we're going to get the electric, the excitable Moose Johnston. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Hmm. Well, last week I picked the Bears to cover, not win. That's all that matters. So they did that. Um, I picked so nine and a half, you say? Yes, you did. Yes. So nine and a half, you say? I mean, look, it'd be crazy. They have all the momentum. They're feeling good. They're on a roll. I got to say... I'll take the I'll, I'll take the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys to cover. Cowboys to cover. So I'm gonna win yeah. by I'm gonna win by at least ten. Yeah, I'm going there. I will pick. The, I'll take the Bears to cover. I don't expect them to win. Okay, I, I will have them cover. They have this uh, uh, Bob Quinn this West Bears. Well, that's true. Bob, Bob, Bob Quinn. Maybe for one week they'll go. rally. <laughs> win, right. Let's win this one for Bob. Let's do yeah. it. You know, he's he's not dead. He's playing for the Eagles. What? Right. <laughs> oh, I thought he was dead. He's not dead? I thought the brain tumor finally got him. No? Okay. Yeah. I pity the poor, whoever with whoever at all the Philadelphia media things now has to do the brain tumor story on Robert Quinn. Mm. It's like we've all heard it. And it's amazing that he's playing with a tumor in his brain. But right. he's been in the league for like 14 years, and the story has been reported like 70 times. Yeah. It's not news. Um, yeah, the Bears well, just have a way of hanging around in these games. Yep. Hanging around and hanging, hanging around. around. Hanging around. Kid has alligator blood. Even the uh, the Packer game, they lost by 17. It was close enough late that everybody got mad that they went shotgun at the goal line. And if there had right. been a blowout at that point, nobody would have cared. So. True. Plus, it's true. Where was the first place that Matt Eberflus got to be a defensive coordinator? Well, we all know the answer to that. Dallas. Right. Yes. It's coming home. <laughs> Matt coming Eberflus, home to revenge Ruth. game. Oh, exciting. Oh, was it revenge? If you didn't quit, you just took a job with another team. You didn't get and fired. Yeah, he didn't get right. canned. He just left. Nah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of the fluce, though. No, nobody would. He'll he'll do the hits thing on you. He'll be screwed. So I don't know. Did you see the they? I think the Bears tweeted out his ha- his uh, post game speech. His post post game speech. Yeah, he gets the locker oh. room. Everybody's excited, and he congratulates yeah. the team. Uh, there were no booms. Okay. Didn't do any booms. They didn't all jump up and down, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he basically told him, you know, you guys worked hard. And this is what happens when you work hard in practice. 
you know, you win games. Right. They seem to genuinely like him, but I was wondering why we were watching it. Yeah, like, if you're going to show not, us something. This is not, like, super exciting. Yeah. You know, the players seem to appreciate And he gave them the next day off, so they were happy. They all cheered like for that. that. Yeah. But otherwise, it was kind of like, okay, what's... Like, okay, they post this for a reason. What's going to happen? Right. Nothing. Still waiting. I'm still watching still... it. It's over, but I'm still staring at it. Like, okay, something's going to happen. There's a. It's like yeah. a Marvel movie, right? You got to stay... There might be... You could have a mid-credit sting and a post-credit one. So I just left the Eberflus... The post-game speech. At some point, I expect, you know, like... Harry Styles and um, somebody else to show up and introduce a new character. That'll be yeah, fun. There's an, Easter, there's an Easter egg in there. You just haven't found it yet. Actually, probably what happens watching. if you watch it long enough, Robert Quinn gets traded. <laughs> Roquan comes out and cries and tells you, that, tells you that Bro. Bob Quinn has been traded. Yeah. Well, there, nope. hmm. So, um, we can wrap up here in a second, but um, so... My buddy Greg Gabriel, he's probably yeah, my sure. best friend in pro football. Right, we're very tight. Right. Best man at your wedding, I believe. <laughs> uh, he couldn't make it. He was uh, he was gonna come, but mm-hmm. he heard about a guy who uh, could jump out of a pool onto the onto the deck, and he had to go <laughs> scout that. He had to leave. So, I'm sorry, we've got a pool jumper. I got to go see that <laughs> jumper. Yeah, uh, he blocks everybody on Twitter. Yeah. I enjoy antagonizing him with the Jerron Gilbert jumping out of the pool thing because the Bears really did one. For those of you who might not know, I believe I've told the story a few thousand times. The Bears <laughs> once drafted a defensive lineman, Jerron Gilbert, and the, the the reason that they were so excited was he showed his athleticism. He's in the shallow end of a pool. He jumps. This is impressive. It really is. He jumps out of the pool onto the onto the whatever you call it, deck. the the, the concrete deck. part of the pool, the deck. Yeah. And the Bears are like, that's our guy. And then they found right. out he shows up for uh, training camp, and he's like, all right, where's the pool? I'm like, okay, no, we don't play in the pool. Well, I'm useless then. No. <laughs> I do all my best work in the water. Right. I don't know why he's not on, like, the men's water polo team. You'd think he'd be the greatest water polo player of all time. Although, I guess even in that, think. maybe the only thing he's good at is when they take him out, instead of having to, like, climb up the ladder, he just jumps out. He sucks. But everybody right. enjoys watching him come out because he just jumps onto the deck. And everybody's like, oh, that was fun. Right, right, right. We're down 11 to nothing? Yes, we're bad. Maybe he's got the yips. He could jump out of the water, but whenever he tries to throw it, just goes off to the side. <laughs> like Steve Sachs. He throws the ball. He always throws it onto the deck so he can jump out of the pool and get it. That's actually how he learned how to jump out of the pool. It was taking too long to swim to the ladder Retrieving. and go up right. and get the errant toss. So he just had to learn how to jump right onto the deck to keep things moving. Yeah. So the reason I brought up Greg was after the Christian McCaffrey trade and the mm-hmm. um, Niners losing to the Chiefs, which I think everybody could see coming. I mean, it's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Greg was like, I don't know why they even made that trade. They stink. They're not going to make the playoffs. They have four losses. So I, I thought, huh. So there's seven playoff teams mm-hmm. in each mm-hmm. conference now. Right. Uh, there are one, two, three four teams in the, in the NFC with fewer than three losses. Huh. So at four losses, and the Bears know this because they have four losses, right. they ain't out of anything. No, definitely not. No. I thought, that's just stupid. That's just wanting, that's just wishing them to be out. I would love for four losses to doom you from the playoffs, 
because the Packers have four losses. Right. But it's not going That's just not the case. If the playoffs started today, and if they did, no one would be ready for them. <laughs> You'd have the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, yep. the Vikings, the Seahawks. Yeah. You'd have the three and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because they would win Oof. the South. Um, and then, I don't know, the 17th, I guess would just be the Bears, because they're the Bears. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. I think at that point, Roger Goodell just gets to pick. <laughs> I would think, yeah. All right. You know who gets Throw good the Bears ratings? Off. Put the Bears in. Chicago. That'd be good. Yeah. Bears, Bucks, round one. Tom all confused, thinking it's fourth down again. Right, 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 right. Just all bunching in the stands, or is she? Do you know that was the last primetime game the Bears had won? Yes, I did know that. So how about this? The key to them finally winning a Monday night football game was they only won night games that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman called. So they that was it was a Thursday night game and they beat the Bucks. Oh, see. So they had to wait for two and a half years, right, for ESPN to hire Troy and Joe. Yes. So that they could finally win another night game. You would think maybe they should have chosen not to wait for that to happen, but they did. Yeah. They're a loyal bunch. Wow. That's why people <laughs> love the Bears. Uh. All right. Well, that's all I got. All right. All right. Well, we got a short week, so let's get to it. That's right. No time I, won't, to wait. I won't be. I won't be rested up. Either. It's tough. It's tough to bounce back. You're gonna play with injuries. You're gonna have to. Everybody plays hurt this time of year, Andy. Right. No exception. Well, thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you. Many of us have herpes. I just want this to be over. 